So I think slowing down um, is a really big change. Slowing down and just trying to live more of a conscious kind of life. So making sure the decisions that you're making um, aren't this frantic consumer driven, you know, you're, you're not listening to all the bad messages that were often fed through the media and really listening to the um, like your inner wisdom and not feeling like you're not enough and making those decisions because you feel like you're not enough. So I think that's one of the key things. And I think yoga and, and meditation or finding that thing that gets you in touch with you, um, it really helps you ignore all that noise and telling you to buy more and do more and be more. Um, so that's one of the things. Hello and welcome to season two, episode six of Create Shift. You were just listening to my guest for today's episode, Charlotte Holroyd. Charlotte runs a business called Creative Wilderness, which is um, an intuitive and ethical design agency. And we have a lovely chat about um, how Charlotte works intuitively, um, listening to her inner wisdom rather than external noise and lots of shoulds and things that we think we have to do in a in a working day or the way that we have to work and be and live she talks about making the shift from working in a um quote-unquote normal office environment and and how uh, moving to a freelance self-employed model of working really supported her in living more in tune with her values and we also chat a little bit about how we can implement this kind of way of living and being in a more standard working environment because obviously being self-employed is not for everybody so it's a really nice chat actually if you're interested in in becoming more intuitive in your work and life and listening to your values rather than external noise um charlotte and i also chat a lot about yoga and meditation and how this practice can help us in tuning into our inner wisdom charlotte has a strong yoga practice um, that she does at home and that really supports her in her day-to-day life so a really interesting chat if you're considering starting a yoga practice and want to know how it might be able to help you as well so hope you enjoy this episode if you've got any thoughts questions um anything like that about the episode or anything else to do with the podcast or indeed anything about purposeful and holistic living or yoga you can find me on instagram at being underscore change if you do enjoy this episode i'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a little rating or review as it really really helps to boost the visibility of the podcast and as you know my aim is to support as many people as possible with living a more purposeful and holistic life so let's dive into the episode thank you so much for being here today Welcome to Create Shift, a podcast to support, encourage and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. I'm your host, Ellen of Being Change. I'm a yoga teacher, writer and purposeful and holistic living advocate based in Manchester, UK. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure. Charlotte, thank you for joining me today. Um, how are you doing? Are you okay? I'm really good, thank you. The sun's shining in Manchester, so it is. it's nice, a lovely it? day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you want to just introduce yourself to everyone first? Yeah, so I'm Charlotte, and I run Creative Wilderness, which is an ethical branding and design agency. Yeah, 
lovely that was uh, very succinct I liked it yes <laughs> it was very easy to carry on I was like no she's done perfect um and how long have you been working for yourself now so I was it's been a bit of a sporadic thing so I sort of was a musician for a bit so I probably worked for myself for about a year doing that mm-hmm. and then I kind of went back to normal working and then I was freelancing which is semi-working for yourself but you're kind of going into places yeah. and then I up my business last January so it's been a year a year and three months so now being self-employed yeah nice and how are you finding it Oh, it's been life changing. I feel like I'm glad I've done it finally because all the things that used to stress me out and working in offices or just in life, they just kind of disappeared. I just feel like I'm living more in alignment with like the life that I want to lead. And obviously I'm not 100 percent in my year there. But yeah, it's just been so much easier um, and I just feel free, which is great. That's lovely. Can you elaborate a bit more on that, what you just said about like the the stuff like working in offices and stuff that used to stress you out and and feeling more in alignment now yeah I mean I've always struggled I've got lots of energy and I find sitting down from nine to five used to really stress me out and I was I was like going and doing yoga in the toilets or kind of I do that (laughs) and I think people thought I had some type of problem because I was in the toilet so much (laughs) um and then just things like the environment like it's a fluorescent lighting and oh yeah I didn't really realise it until a couple of years ago um, when I worked somewhere without fluorescent lighting. And it just really affects me. I thought anxious and horrible, yeah. uh, like aircon, just just yeah. the general, just the general environment. I, I always um, I always found it really hard um, just not being able to go for like a little walk in the afternoon. Mm. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just feel I need more flexibility in my day. Um, and I've also found that I'm quite someone who works quite quickly and intensely but then after that I need a bit of rest and, and goes yeah. to do something else whereas other people I've worked with are more sort of plodding along and getting it done and then I thought well I'm doing more work in half the time but yeah, so I yeah. thought well being self-employed actually plays on those strengths a bit more than um just working the regular office yeah. job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's sad all that stuff because um I've like sort of gone like a kind of similar sort of backwards and forwards kind of journey with the sort of self-employed thing um and I went back into an office job like October of last year and that's after learning about loads of stuff like how lighting affects our health and how sitting down all the time affects our health and and I don't like doing that either and I like moving around um and it, it yeah it makes me sad that how hard it is to make adjustments I guess in the office environment you know to suit to suit people um and people's individual ways of, of working and being and like I just wish I wish we could have a little office environment revolution yeah and it, ha- it is happening at you know you see yeah. these amazing places in um, like Copenhagen and yeah. um where they've got all these flexible working spaces and it's not about for me it's mainly it's not about how much time I spend at work it's yeah. what I do yeah. um which has been important but I I actually bought a varia balance chair and and it's been life-changing for me for sitting down because it kind of lets me rock around and mm. I don't feel sort of uh, all stressed sat down in a chair but yeah I move around I'm kind of like sat cross-legged or on this or yeah. stand yeah. up a little bit and go for a walk yeah it's just getting the movement going and I think your yeah. brain works so much better if you just get, yeah stand up every hour or so yeah so much better so yeah yeah brain works better because it's the blood flow isn't it so it's getting yeah. the blood flowing back around the body going back to the brain and then it's also keeping the body healthy and, and it's just so so detrimental to our bodies to stay in one position for I think it's like 45 minutes is like the max really yeah Um, and it's just uh really not 
not good. I've just requested at my um, office job for having like a, a new desk set up to have a desk that can be a standing desk or a sitting desk and then a chair that's not really a chair, it's like one of those kneeling chairs, which I think is the most like one of the chairs that you've got that I'm going to get in the office. Yes, it was great. When I sat in one, um, I just thought, wow, I, this is the first time I've not felt really horrible and stiff and they, mm. like I need to do an hour of yoga after work. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really good getting one of those things. And if you're, if you're quite sort of in tune with your body, I think having those things just makes work easier because you're not thinking, oh, I feel really stiff and getting frustrated with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just going back to what you just said as well about how um, uh, work is about or should be about what you get done rather than the amount of time that you spend at work and I totally agree with that and that's what's so great about being your own boss isn't it that um you can just get done what you want to get done and then you can be done with it and with your work day if you want to although did you find when you transitioned to being completely self-employed did you find any kind of hangover from the office kind of nine to five culture where you felt like you had to work yeah I do yeah I do feel a bit guilty. I need to go. Sometimes I do feel guilty if I'm having a bit of a slacker day, but I'm trying to get better at not beating myself up about it. Um, but I definitely don't work as long hours and I do break the day up a bit more. And I know I'm getting better at thinking, do you know what? I'm not in a good frame of mind at the moment to do this type of mm. work. So I, I, I do try and, you know, sometimes I've gone off for a walk in the morning and then come back to it. But it is really hard to sort of, yeah, break free from that ingrained Monday to Friday and not feeling guilty about it and so yeah it's definitely something I still need to work on yeah. Uh, but yeah I think it's just you get a bit a bit kinder on yourself and you start to realize yeah I've finished for today and you know I can wait and do it a bit more tomorrow it's all about having a work-life balance and I'm certainly not a workaholic I think that was one of the main reasons that I went self-employed because I'm really I went self-employed to kind of craft a, a more of a life where I can spend time doing the things I love a bit more I guess yeah so how are you how are you doing that how are you working on crafting that life for yourself well I, I always wanted to do I love doing sort of some type of yoga or movement in the morning so it's really nice to get up and either go for a run or spend an hour doing some yoga um, and just having more of a slow morning so I did a bit of a, a blog about that like how yeah. I can you know take my time and do some meditation in the morning I've recently started having like ice cold showers at the end I know I was just reading your blog about that and I was yes you've joined the club they're Um, amazing yeah I'm a big cold shower fan I did like a poll on Instagram stories like a year or so ago about it and like most people thought I was insane um so we've still got a while to go to spread that that yeah I said like I mean it's hell but actually (laughs) That after it, it's just incredible. Like, if, however bad I felt in the morning, like groggy or ugh, and then I have this cold shower, and it's just like a boost, massive boost of energy. Um, yeah. So yeah, doing things like that, and then I think to, to, if it's a nice day, you know, not feeling bad, going off, going outside, going for a bike ride, um, and coming back, and just being a bit more flexible. So I've been kind of reading a bit more in the afternoon and playing guitar and. Um, taking yeah just spending more time and living a slower life I think has been the main thing just not having to rush around and um I guess you're a little bit out of society when you're self-employed so you feel like you can properly just be yourself which is nice yeah yeah I guess that's true um and then the flip side is you can go days without seeing anybody if well if you live on your own 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that was the first, that was the one thing I think I struggled with most going self-employed was the loneliness. Um, but luckily, I kind of put a thing out on social media, seeing if anyone wanted to meet up and work in coffee shops because I've always struggled finding uh, the co-working spaces. They still just felt like offices to me and had fluorescent lights. Mm. So um, <laughs> yes, yeah, a group, and we just meet and go go to coffee shops and work, um, and that helps a lot. Just having having that, and I think Instagram is actually nice. There's a nice community on there um, of people who are also self-employed, so you you don't feel as alone in the day. Mm, yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah um so one of the things that you like one of the words that you use to describe yourself and the work that you do is intuitive um so I mean obviously we've kind of been touching on that a little bit with kind of what you're just saying about how you spend your time and how you you know go outside if it's nice and sunny and kind of listen to yourself and how does that show up in you in your work and, and the work that you do as well well I think branding for me is very much about um taking what the person who wants who I'm helping out like all about their business and what's in their head and visually representing that so I think my intuition helps a lot because I can properly pick up on sort of subtle cues and I guess understand that person um completely so I guess it shows up in the way I design and work and I'm very much I suppose intuitive in the way I work so I don't really have a big plan it just happens and it's when you're in the flow I find it's when the creativity happens and then intuitively business-wise I've noticed you know when things just feel wrong and I had it yesterday Mm -hmm. I had this meeting and the person was really salesy Mm -hmm. and I'm quite I get maybe overwhelmed I was like oh I feel awful after that why do I feel so bad and then I woke up today and I just thought no, I don't want to do it. Even though on paper it was sounded good and it was, you know, a good opportunity, it just didn't feel right. So I think I'm just going on my feelings quite a bit more in business, which I don't think as many people do, or there's a shine away from that, this yeah. fear of that trusting your feeling in that gut reaction to something. But I think the more you more you do it, it shows that it's right and you need to yeah. trust yourself. Um, and I stopped seeing it as a threat. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm feeling anxious about that. Oh, maybe I need to look at why. Um, so, yeah, I think that they're the two ways of mm. using my intuition um, in life and in business. Yeah, yeah, I was watching um, you talking about that experience yesterday on your Instagram stories and I thought it was really interesting and is that um that sort of sense of being tuned into that sort of gut feeling and listening to that something that you've always sort of been quite strong on or is that something that you've really worked to build up and practice well I think it was always there but I've struggled with anxiety probably since the age of six I'd say but I think I used to just think I was anxious and then now looking back I was like maybe some of that anxiety was actually I was in a wrong in the wrong type of situation for me and it was actually trying to tell me something mm. but I didn't have the kind of self-knowledge to realize yeah. that so I just thought oh I'm anxious um but I think yeah I guess doing lots of yoga and meditation develops it and I think being creative I don't know if that's tied to intuition um oh, yeah. that sort of side of your brain so I've always sort of played music and mm. creative person um but yeah it's kind of something like I think people are getting more in tune with it now, which is great. Um, and I think probably many years ago we were more in tune with nature. Um, and I think I think you do have to be relaxed and in a good state of mind to hear your intuition. Would you agree with that, Ellen? Like, you know, if you're stressed and frazzled, it's really hard to tune in with it, I've found, for me personally. Yeah, I'm just thinking. That's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I think... Um, if you're sort of rushing around and stressed out and really busy I've just been thinking about that this week actually because I've had some really jam-packed days 
but they've felt a lot different to other busy days that I've had in the past, which I've assumed is going to be really stressful and stuff. And I think I've maintained that kind of sense of them just being busy days and just having lots of things to yeah. do by creating um, sort of pockets of time to tune back into myself um, and listen to myself and kind of not let that stress build up. And if I had just let the stress kind of build up and was sort of moving from thing to thing to thing really quickly, then, yeah, I think you're right. I wouldn't have been able to to, to listen to, or to hear. I wouldn't be able to hear that kind of um, voice of intuition maybe saying, OK, it's time for like uh, two minutes to breathe now and, and like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but then I'd say sometimes if we if we suddenly feel very afraid or anxious or something then that can be our intuition speaking really loudly like that gut voice like really telling us this is a no you know in a situation um or just like as a really obvious example if you're stepping out into traffic um and you'll get that both instinctive bodily response and then that feeling and and that's going more into that kind of fight or flight thing isn't it but i think that's sort of connected to that but that's when our intuition or our inner voice is really screaming at us but I think to hear it on a subtler day-to-day level yeah you, you need to be tuned in and you need to be willing to slow down and listen to it um yeah and I think it's saying no as well so some sometimes you just think oh I should say yes to everything and, and it's you know what we're told a lot of the time yeah. is um, but I think that intuition is like, yeah, say no to this. You really need to say no to this. Um, and the, the times when I've ignored it and said yes to things, mm. they've always been they've always been the wrong things to say yes to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely um, sorry intuition for not listening to you at those points. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so true. Actually, like I think for me, that's one of the hardest things is that listening to when it's time to say no, because I think I'm I'm quite driven by achievements and wanting to to have that kind of like validation of success sort of thing or like you know you've done this thing great brilliant um and and that kind of people pleasing type aspect and then also that um that sort of voice in our society that says you know do more and then do it faster and then do more and, and then like achieve more um I've I, my personality in the way that I am naturally responds to that kind of thing so for me pulling back and coming out of that and and trying to listen to myself and really tune into when is the right time to say no to something has been incredibly challenging um uh, and then also I think it's challenging to differentiate when actually you should be saying yes but there's a voice inside you that wants to keep you safe so says no yeah so confusing (laughs) yeah definitely relate to the you know doing loads of things saying yes to everything and wanting to achieve um but I've noticed that if I do too much I just I do get a bit burnt out yeah. and then nothing's yeah. fun so I just have to almost force myself to sort of take you know if I've got loads of nights where I've got things on you know I'm going to stay in that night and not do anything or I'm going to take Sunday off and just do nothing and it takes maybe a couple of hours to wind down but then when I've wound down I'm just like oh yeah I feel relaxed but yeah there's a fine line between the it's you're not doing it for the fear and you're not doing it because it feels wrong and I guess it's just more yeah getting in tune with yourself and and recognizing which which one it is um and if it is for the fear thing then definitely try and do do it and challenge yourself yeah yeah and it is it's, it's all just about practicing and and staying tuned into yourself and staying tuned into your body so that uh even if you do say yes to something and then it feels really wrong or it doesn't go right it's kind of evaluating that in a way and sort of going 
maybe right back to the start when you had that meeting with the person and maybe you know when you think back to it you could notice the signs that your intuition was telling you this isn't for me Mm. um we shouldn't do this kind of thing and then that's okay that's good and then next time maybe you won't put yourself in that situation you'll say no in advance and then you know maybe even further down the line you'll know when to turn down even just a meeting because yeah just from something yeah like an email or just the feeling you get when you get the email yes I guess it's all an experiment really and kind of yeah like life really but yeah yeah and it's having the confidence as well I think isn't it in yourself to say actually no this isn't for me yeah because I mean yesterday it was it was just stuff that I just doesn't resonate with me mm. at all and you know he was like what's your dream and I was like I want a camper van so I can go and work by the sea and he was just like what do you know do you want to increase your turnover and I was just like no I don't want to do all those things and I, I was like oh am I weird am I weird and then I just kind of thought about you know the people that I admire in business who are doing it in a different way and um what I want to do and and yeah when you get a bit of time on your own away from it out of that energy of the person who's who you're talking to then it gives you a bit of a chance to reflect and and get back to yeah what, what was what was my original vision and and don't go away from that Mm. would you say that that kind of energy uh, and the kind of energy that a lot of our sort of business world is dominated by is quite a masculine energy yeah I think even when I've worked to places that's why I always struggled because it is sort of a very loud and not as much listening and not not really empathetic and very arrogant in some ways in design as well I've experienced Mm. it a lot and I always felt very odd um and you know it was almost like it was cool to hate everything (laughs) and I I didn't like that type of thing and then in business that's why I really didn't start a business for many many years because I just thought gosh I'm I'm too much of a hippie to be doing a business (laughs) compared to these people so I really yeah I think the the kind of people that you see doing it um certainly a few years ago, were very masculine and dominant and extroverted. Um, but I think the, I think the time, it's kind of changing a bit more and mm. people are opening up about it. And there's a lot of talk about introversion now and people who are doing amazing things, but they are introverted and they don't want to they don't want to have that kind of dominant business style of selling. So yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see, hear those voices because it makes you feel like you're not alone in that sea of, um, you know, business card giving people who are networking with you. But you still do feel like it's harder, I think, to remain true to yourself if you're a bit different um, because you've you've really got to stay on that path and um, yeah, not be swayed by what's going on around you. Absolutely. And it's so easy to be swayed. And I think like, when I watched your stories today about you talking about how you said no to this, this thing, this, uh, this opportunity with they had the meeting about yesterday, um, and how you, you don't, you don't really go in for all of that hard selling and everything. I was like, oh, this is lovely. This is so refreshing. Like, even though I, I know there are voices out there saying that, and, and it's like, sometimes you just forget. And it's like, sometimes you, you just fall back into that thing of, oh my God, I've got to raise my profits or I've got to really grow my audience or whatever it is and worry about all those things and uh, even if it doesn't really feel like you and so it's just really lovely to have those other voices out there to come back to and just remind you um to to stay on that path and to stay how doing it in the way that feels good for you 
yeah and I think that's the intuition thing I was like I, it made me feel sick after it and I was like oh <laughs> and even he was showing me like these emails that people like you know uh, fake emails so I was like that's really horrible like, I really enjoy every month writing my email out and it's just from a place of like sharing and mm. wanting to help people um and I think he was a bit like, is that, is that what you're doing it for? Um, and then I was speaking about the conscious entrepreneurs, um, like meetup I do with, so we all like, help each other. And he was almost like, well, why aren't you selling yourself at that? And I was like, it's not about that. It's not all about selling. Um, and it, it was a bit sad because, yeah, yeah I, I was like, oh, is this, is this what a lot of people are like? But like you say, it's really nice to um, share share your voice and I think if you are like that type of person it's not natural to share as much but know that if you do share you really help a lot of other people because there's not as many voices sharing those opinions yeah, yeah that's so true um so could we talk a little bit more about that actually about like how you how you run your business in that way of um I'm gonna say it's like a quieter way it's like not sort of shouting out about yourself and selling selling and and not worrying about the kind of sales pitches and all of that stuff that when you say the word business you might think of um, yeah yeah I'm so I'm pretty not very corporate at all so in emails I'm quite friendly and everything I send over isn't like I don't send over a massive contract um I try and keep it really simple you know we have a quick chat and even when I'm doing the branding, it's like an exploration and do use Pinterest and, and, you know, all these things. So it feels really collaborative mm-hmm. with um, whoever I'm working with. And I just think sort of share on Instagram and social media. I just I just sort of share like snippets of my life and my beliefs in business and a, a bit of my work as well. Um and just chatting in that way. And then I guess people are on sign up to my mailing list, but it's, it's just basically business tips and ethical living tips so I guess that's how it's happened and then it's just been very organic word of mouth um you know meeting people which has just felt really nice and true and I haven't done any of that selling stuff um at, at all which is why when someone asked me about it yesterday I was kind of like oh I don't really don't really do any of that stuff um mm-hmm. so it can it does take a longer time I guess and uh, um you know it's when you you're not as focused on how much profit you're making. I'm more happy when I've got jobs that I really believe in. And that, that's been my thing. I just always want to be working on a job that I really believe in and try and work with ethical businesses so that the person I'm working with also is, wants to make the world a better place. Mm. And I think because of that, we both work well together because both of us aren't really corporate and we don't really like big businesses and, and all that jargon that comes with it. Yeah. Have you ever um, been in a place where you've, you've sort of been feeling... Uh, fear or kind of coming from like a a scarcity mindset and being worried about you know you've not got enough work or you're not going to make enough money or like have you ever been in that place um, yeah pretty much much every month you're like oh my god I've got to go and then you worry and then it's funny um I don't know it must be something with the universe but you kind of panic and you think oh I've not got any jobs next month oh I sent like those emails out and they've not got back to me and you're worrying about it and then as soon as I stop worrying and just think right I'm just going to relax going to go with the flow it comes back and yeah so it has it's been like that but I've just kind of known it's it's you just have to have this trust that it's going to and then you just think what's the worst that's going to happen and 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 that but it is funny as soon as I relax and stop worrying about it then the jobs seem to come in but when I'm worried thinking ah they don't happen um sounds like you have a very strong trust like you've you've been able to cultivate a really strong trust in that um I I think and like an ability to just relax and let it go because I think I'm saying that and I asked that question because I know for myself um 
like last year in particular and, and still to some parts of this year but definitely last year for a lot of the time I was coming from that um sort of scarcity place and being really afraid I wasn't making enough money um and that led to bad business decisions uh, decisions and kind of um not doing stuff that was right for me um and not bringing in really the the right people or or you know like even if I was trying to very much reach more and more people it wasn't really working um and that was directly driven by being in that in that place um and responding to the fear and letting the fear drive my actions rather than letting the trust drive the actions which it sounds like what you're doing which is very good yeah I mean the first six months I was exactly the same I was taking on jobs way too cheap and they ended up being awful and you know I was just completely I just I was just like why am I doing this oh this is awful um and then I think I just got to the point where I thought right no I'm gonna ask for my ask for my value um and if that person says no then they're not right because all they caring about is the cheapest person to work with which mm-hmm. isn't how I want to work and you know I think in life I'm very much about you know investing in things that actually mean something and not just going for the cheapest thing um, mm-hmm. that there is and I think yeah it's changing from that even though I think everyone's got a bit of intuition I think they can sort of smell the desperation if, if you yeah. are coming from that scarcity mindset mm-hmm. so when you send over your quote and you're like oh it's, it's too high I'm not going to go for it oh, I think they can feel it whereas if I just go right no I'm worth that much I'm worth that um but there's been a lot of work. I, I, I started doing Kundalini yoga last year, and a lot of that was kind of working on confidence. And uh, I think that's helped a lot with changing my mindset, and I'm feeling a bit more confident with asking for asking for my worth and not worrying about bringing jobs in. Mm. Yeah, let's dive into that a bit more then, because um, I know you've mentioned yoga meditation practice and stuff quite a lot, and it's a big part of your routine. Um, so yeah, let's talk a bit about how that's helped you with things like the mindset and with running your business and kind of all of this stuff really I was massive really I mean I I did lots I used to lots of ashtanga yoga and then um it just started not really I was getting up and doing it in the morning and I just I wasn't feeling it as much um and then I think I did a kundalini youtube class really liked it and then I found a class in Withington um I'm just going to pause you for one second to just tell people that Ashtanga yoga, in case they don't know, is um, a very dynamic practice where you flow quite quickly through a set series of sequences um, and generally it's the same sequence each time if you're flowing through a certain series. Um, And then Kundalini yoga is a lot more to do with, um, it's got a lot more of a spiritual aspect to it and all about awakening what's called kundalini energy and um, there's a lot of mantra and chanting um, and yeah anything else you want to say about kundalini yoga yeah I guess it just sort of it's it, it it's working on like your chakras and it's going in a bit deeper um so I, I've enjoyed sort yeah. of committing to like choosing something that I want to work on so the first one was like prosperity and doing a mantra for 40 days working on that um and it's like when you explain it to people like oh my god what, what are you going on about I'm like you, you just it's kind of something that you just have to do and mm-hmm. and and see what happens and if it works for you but I think yeah yoga in general has been a massive part of my life for probably 15 years okay. and um I can't imagine what I'd be like without it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, cha- it's massively changed me. Um, it's just the ability to enjoy the simple things and, you know, be true to myself, I think, a bit more and not really worry about um, what's going on around me as much. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, sorry, I think you were saying a little bit as well just about how, um, before I interrupted you rudely, um, <laughs> about how 
Ashtanga did started to feel a bit uh, like not quite right for you. What? Yeah, um, I guess because it is it is very almost even though it's not meant to be competitive. I was just I just kept thinking I don't, I don't care if I can put my head behind, like leg behind my head. Do you know, I was mm. just kind of like I'm not I wasn't feeling this desire to keep doing it and the, doing it every morning. It's quite intense, yeah. and I was starting to feel I wasn't feeling relaxed after it. I was kind of feeling quite irritable and and not good. And it was weird because it was something that I loved doing, and it would always make me feel great and then it was almost like oh no what's what's going on and I was having I had a bit of like crisis because that was my thing like yoga it was always there and it always however bad I felt it was that thing that could make me feel good um and I don't know is it if you get older is the different yoga practices resonate more with you I, I, I don't really know or if I changed and it wasn't it wasn't suiting me at that time yeah I think um ashtanga I think is quite popular um and I think it's some it can be a yoga that a lot of people uh, like a gateway yoga I mean for some people it's yeah. like um, it's for some people it's what they practice all the time and, and they they really love that and get value out of it Um I don't practice Ashtanga yoga um, as you could probably tell from my description of it wasn't that detailed but um, I, I do know about it and everything yeah. um, and it is interesting what you said about the kind of competitive thing that you were feeling because um, Ashtanga yoga was um, developed by Patabi Joyce who um, developed it for the Indian army and it was a combination like as a training exercise and so it was bringing in influences from gymnastics um, yeah. and also sort of it's got that sense of like military precision and drilling to it um, so that might be why it, it has that sort of competitive kind of feeling to it um, and I think um a lot of people like it for that because it's not like um sometimes to people when when you say yoga people think oh it's just sort of lying down all the time and, <laughs> back and it's not gonna work it's not gonna be a workout at all whereas ashtanga I think if anyone goes to an ashtanga class will agree it's very strong and it is definitely a workout um so that's why I think it's often the way in for a lot of people um and then maybe if they're open to it they move to exploring other things like you have that perhaps um give them a little bit more and go a bit yeah deeper. yeah because it is very physical even though it's like sort of moving and meditation I, I do like I love doing the chanting and um like the pranayama and things that weren't as much in the classes that I was doing yeah. anyway um and that's why I say like with yoga it's kind of like music there's so many different yes. styles that when people go I don't like yoga it's kind of like oh, well what style have you tried and yes there's a different style for different people oh I'm so glad you're spreading that message too and <laughs> um, that's it like you know and I I don't have anything against Ashtanga yoga if people want to practice that like it's it's brilliant if people really love that and then it's brilliant if people love Kundalini or if they love yin yoga or hatha yoga or um there's there's so many types and I think people don't know that and um yeah you're right it's like music that's a nice way to put it um and then also it's kind of like um the way that every musician is going to play their instrument differently to someone else who plays the same instrument um so you might go to one kundalini class with one teacher and love it and go to another one with a different teacher and it not be for you so, yeah it's so true like finding you finding a teacher that you really it's just it once you've found it it's like yes and it feels really good um but you're so right like at other classes you go to and you're like oh I didn't really mm. didn't really get anything from that class whereas other people love it um so it is it's so personal and I guess that's like in business as well you shouldn't take it personally if someone doesn't want to work mm. with you um because it, it's just that we're, we've still got really different tastes in life and I think that's what makes it interesting um mm. so yeah, I think that's a good, that's a really good analogy. Like yeah, that. yeah. Well, 
well done us yeah <laughs> um, um oh yes i was i was there's something i was going to say and then it fell out of my brain and it's back again now um I was just going to say about yoga is that, is that ultimately as well, I think it's about connecting you. I mean, this is where I come from anyway. It's about connecting to your own inner teacher um, and to to your own intuition in the body and, and that being the way the body wants to move and the way the body wants to respond to a way that you're feeling and guiding you to be able to do that yourself without yeah. the need of a teacher. Although it's brilliant to go and have a teacher in a class, I think it's also hugely beneficial to feel like you are able to do things yourself at home because we've all got a body and that's really all you need um, yeah I think when I started doing it like every morning at home I just started with 10 minutes doing some salutations but I think that's when I really got into it and I realized god yeah doing it every day is, is the thing that whereas before I was just going to a class maybe twice a week um, and then as soon as I started carrying on doing the classes but also doing a little bit every morning it is it just that's when I really felt like wow this is this is changing me a lot in such a short space of time Mm. so how do you feel it affects you in your day now like doing it every day and then say if there was a day where you weren't able to do it if you were I don't know traveling or something you couldn't fit it in um I feel like it, I was saying this to someone the other day it feels like when you've not brushed your teeth and you feel all like because <laughs> I think it becomes it's become such a habit of mine I mean I don't say like well, so one morning I might go for a run instead of doing yoga but I might do a little bit of meditation mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. um yeah it just feels I feel all weird when I get up in the morning and, and can't and it's hard when you stay I find it hard when you either staying at someone else's house yeah. that's that's my main trouble is because I'm like oh I want to do it and um yeah it's kind of like oh you feel bad because you've obviously got to get up and go to their routine mm-hmm. so that, that's that's one of the main struggles that I find is yeah not staying when I'm staying with someone else how to fit in the yoga but yeah I think you just don't feel quite right or balanced and or quite as happy or I, I think the world just looks a lot nicer when I've done a little bit of yoga um and I can just know I feel like I notice things more like the sky more or the trees or you know like a bird in the tree all yeah. those little things yeah. I think they they just seem to be more vibrant after I've done yoga yeah that's lovely and I so agree that like my experience has been exactly the same and I think um I've been able to experience so much more kind of just everyday joy um since having a regular yoga practice than I've ever had before like before I was probably miserable a lot of the time just because that seemed to be the way to be like being stressed yeah. and miserable yeah. <laughs> rather than like hearing a bird and being like wow that's amazing that's the best yeah. sound and like god we probably sound like real awful hippies <laughs> maybe half the people have like switched off now they're like yeah. I cannot deal with this um but like, I'm annoyed by that bird Tell yeah I'm gonna shoot it <laughs> um but why would you want to go through life wanting to shoot the birds, huh? I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, And I also think, coming back to that thing that we were talking about right at the start, about sort of living intuitively and hearing that, that voice of intuition, I, I think that a yoga practice and a meditation practice and all of that kind of thing is a great way to tune into that because it asks you to slow down and it asks you to listen um and it asks you to tune into what your body wants and needs which then can help you tune into that on a more subtle level as you move through your day to day yeah definitely yeah yeah um yeah it's lovely it's so nice to talk to someone about yoga on the podcast even though I've done that before obviously but (laughs) um, I could talk about yoga for hours (laughs) I rarely get to do it so it's really nice (laughs) yeah yeah let's 
come round now to uh, the final question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, and it's the two-part question, which is, in your ideal vision, like your dream vision of the future, what changes would you like to see people having made towards a more purposeful and holistic life? And then the second part of it is, what little changes could people make right now if they wanted to start moving in that direction? So I think slowing down um, is a really big change. Slowing down and just trying to live more of a conscious kind of life. So making sure the decisions that you're making um, aren't this frantic consumer driven, you know, you're not listening to all the bad messages that were often fed through the media and really listening to the, um, like your inner wisdom and not feeling like, you're not enough and making those decisions because you feel like you're not enough. So I think that's one of the key things. And I think yoga and, and meditation or finding that thing that gets you in touch with you, um, it really helps you ignore all that noise and telling you to buy more and do more and be more. Um, so that's one of the things. And I suppose the smaller change would be, yeah, can you make something like even like a little morning walk? I loved how you were talking about getting outside quickly in the morning. Mm. So can you just do something like that? Like turn off the TV in the morning instead of um, watching the news? Or can you sort of take 10 minutes to do a bit of meditation either on your lunch break? So I think it's just making really small everyday changes. But if you do them every day for maybe 40 days, it will become more of a habit and um, just the impact it will have on your life and your decisions. And a big believer in kind of those small changes inspire other people to make changes um and then it becomes a bit of a movement and yeah just like making shopping ethically and supporting independent businesses it's a big passion of passion of mine yeah living a sustainable life really excellent i feel that was really long no it was good (laughs) i really love um this final question because everybody has such great answers and i think I'm going to need to, I'm going to collate them all or something into like a blog post because they're all yeah, really good. Yeah, you should do really, like a little ebook. Yeah, oh, that's a nice idea. Like how to, yeah, like yeah. what? Because the small, small changes and yeah, yeah, that's what I'm all about helping people with is like the small everyday stuff because this, this stuff can all seem really big, you know, like saying tapping into your intuition, that can be like, well, I don't well, know how to I'll do that, do so I'm not going yeah. to do that. And, and then, or like living sustainably, you know, that's huge, but um the small changes make a huge difference to our difference to our own lives, and then gradually, bit by bit, they can make a difference to the world. Yeah, because someone asked me about that, like, oh, "What should I do?" I'm just overwhelmed with all this sustainability. I was like, "Just choose one thing that mm-hmm. it feel feels good to you, that um, it doesn't feel like a big chore." So I think she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, try and buy." zero waste beauty products and go online and buy that and it was actually an, an enjoyable thing to do as mm. opposed to like oh, I'm, I'm forcing myself to do that so yeah that's what I say like make just make sure it's something that you enjoy doing um, and it's coming from a place of enjoyment otherwise it becomes if it's a chore you're not going to keep up doing it exactly yeah no, that's lovely yeah making sure it's coming from a place of enjoyment is really important as well so that's great well thank you it's been really lovely chatting to you um do you want to tell people where they can find you um in various places online yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram at Creative Wilderness and my website's www.creativewilderness.co.uk. And I am on Twitter and Facebook, not really Facebook, but um, <laughs> at, at Creative Wilder on Twitter. Okay, great. And I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. And um, I'll put a link. Uh, do you have like a site for the Conscious Entrepreneurs? Um, uh, we're just on 
Instagram because the main yeah. of Conscious Entrepreneurs is to keep it face to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah, it's at Conscious MCR, yeah. and you can book like tickets through Eventbrite, and then you're on the mailing list yeah, for that. Cool. Yeah, so I'll link to that as well, just in case anyone who's based in the Manchester area wants to check that out and uh, cool. come along. Great. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alan. Thank you for listening to Create Shift. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this conversation. I hope you found it useful, inspiring, supportive. I'd love to hear what you thought of it. Find me on Instagram at being underscore change. And if you are enjoying the podcast, remember to subscribe so that you can find out when there is a new episode straight away. Get it straight to your phone or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And I would love it so much if you would leave a rating or a review or both wherever you listen to your podcast if you are enjoying the show. And if you would share it with your friends, family, strangers you meet on the bus, that would be great. It's a huge help and helps other people to find the show. You can find all the show notes at being-change.com where you find links to all the resources mentioned in the episode as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you next time.